Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Benners. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. Hello everyone, it is Tom here, and today you're in for a special treat. Now, you might have noticed that this isn't your regular episode. Next week will actually be back with the very first episode of our new look show, Things People Do. We're very excited. But whilst Joe, Ryan and the team are busy cooking up some magic behind the scenes, slash recovering from their Christmas dinner, we do have something just a little bit different planned for today. As we bid farewell to the year, we are also closing a pretty remarkable chapter in the story of The Joe Marler Show. And it's been an epic year, really, looking back. From our sold-out live tour to countless unforgettable guests on the weekly show. We've laughed, we've cried, and now we want to relive some of those moments with you. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, it is my greatest pleasure to roll out the red carpet and welcome you to the first annual 2023 Marley Awards. That's right, we have got an incredible lineup tonight celebrating the unusual, the extraordinary, and the downright bizarre. I, Tom Fordyce, am your esteemed host for the evening, so without further ado, let's kick off this grand celebration. First up, we are thrilled to present the Marley Award for Best Performance by a Podcast Guest. Now, we all know how Joe loves a role play, so this award goes to someone who didn't hesitate, who rose to the occasion and gave a performance for the ages. The first ever Marley Award goes to Geo Wizard. Yes, of course it had to because Geo Wizard was our resident adventurer and traverser of Straight Line. But who knew he was an award-worthy actor too? This award is for his unforgettable turn against Joe's Welsh farmer roleplay. Simply outstanding. Let's relive it, shall we? You know, as I say, like 
something goes wrong. And the things that could go wrong, you, you say like yeah. a house, yeah. couldn't you just like knock on the door and walk through it? Potentially, but if they say no and have come all this way, they might, have you, they have might you tried? be angry. I've never tried to ask them, can I go through your house? No. I think I've always been be scared. It. Because this is the naughty thing about it. There is a fair bit of trespassing involved. Nothing that really encroaches on people's privacy too much. It's usually just fields and things. But every now and then I do get close to a farmyard or something. And my fear is just, I just want to get through there as quick as I can because my fear is if I do bump into a, a landowner or a farmer, they'll say, what are you doing? Follow me, I'll take you off my land. And it's going to be half a mile to the north or something. So I don't, I just want to move through quick and it's quite stressful sometimes. Can we, Joe, imagine for a moment that you are an angry Welsh landowner. You've, you've spotted Geo. Geo! Going across your prime pasture. You're in a quad bike. You're on my land. Yeah, he's on a quad bike. Think Welsh. Who's on a quad bike? You're on a quad bike. I And you've apprehended Geo trying to go across in a straight line. Geo, just give us your instant, this is what I'm doing, and let's see how Joe the Hang on. He got, got a lasso. Please, don't hurt me. Um... Oh Sam, my God! Sam this is the then. dream. We've got a guest who role plays with me. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't hurt me, mate. Don't hurt me. I, I, I'm not up to no good. What are you I'm doing not... here? What, uh, is he Welsh? Welsh. Hang on. The bread of heaven. Come on, you're in the scrum. What are you doing? What's <laughs> <laughs> that? <laughs> what are you doing on my land? Oh, um, it sounds mad, but bear with me. I'm, I'm attempting to cross Wales in a completely straight line. Um, it, it's, I know it sounds mad, but I'm not causing any damage to your fences or anything. Is, is that all right? What do you mean you want to travel across Wales in a completely straight line? That's really good. <laughs> well, what I, is what for? What purpose are wizardry? What? <laughs> It's, it's not wizardry. It's a GPS. It's, it's a contraption from the modern world. You, you guys, I know it sounds mad, but it's just, I'm an adventurer and I love the outdoors and I'm trying to inspire people to get outdoors. Come on, man. Don't be harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, boy. I don't understand a fucking word you just said, all right? But I tell you what, if you... <laughs> if you explain to me why exactly... You're doing the whole fucking thing in the first place. I may or may let you go out of my lasso. <laughs> I forgot um, about the lasso. <laughs> yeah, so did I. Oh, he's tightened it. Um, well, as I say, you know, so much has been done in 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 exploration. All the mountains have been climbed. All, all the rainforests have been crossed. The polar ice caps have been explored. So you got to think outside the box, and that's why I thought I'm going to cross your beautiful, beautiful sheep-strewn country in a straight line, <laughs> you know, just for fun. What do you say? I'm doing the lesson. Well, seeing as you put it like that, <laughs> can I come with you? Oh, of course you can. It sounds rather fun. You're and, more uh, than welcome. My wife left me <laughs> for Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> ah. You know, the bloke who climbed Everest. Sorry to hear that. I know. He was also good in Hannibal. He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't. That's Anthony Hopkins. No, it wasn't. Was it Fines as well? He was in Hannibal, Red Dragon. Okay, I apologise. Okay. But you've let me go. I've let you go, boy. And we shall, we shall travel the whole of Wales in the straightest line possible. Brilliant. Ah, truly a performance for the ages.
Next up, the Marleys are proud to present our Employee of the Year Award. Now, on the show, we hear from people from all kinds of jobs. So, as you can imagine, this one was not an easy one to decide. But after much deliberation, the Marley goes to Bago. Now, you might remember Bago from our minor episode with Minor Joe. Bago is nothing short of a legend in the mining community. He's known for his dedication, his hard work, and his unwavering commitment to health and safety. Bago, here's to you. So how close are you to the edge when you're doing all this? The driller is probably the closest, a metre, a couple of metres. But like I said, there's a, there's a mound in front, so you can't go over. This is way back when there was none of this. There was, it was just a straight drop. And then as the years went on, they started putting in like guidelines, like ropes in front of the edge instead, which there's, there's a story on as well, if you want to go into that. Go on. Where, a place where I used to work, there was a guy, I never worked with him. He was pretty crazy. He was called Bago. Bago? Yeah, Bago. Don't know why. Bago? Yeah. Just trying to work out why he's called Bago. Dave Bags was his name. So he used to operate the drill uh, back when they used to do it themselves. A lot of the time now, you should get people in to do it. He used to operate the drill. How big is this drill? It's not like a hand drill. You're, not, it, it, you're in it. It's a big machine with a big, tall... You're going to do it use, again, aren't you? I don't want to use the word shaft, but I'm going to have to. We'll find an alternative. Uh, it's like a telegraph pole. It looks like a telegraph pole. And it's got a drill in the middle, and it, and it drills down. So he used to sit there and drill holes all day because you need like 30 to do one blast. So he would just drill, drill, drill. And he was a bit crazy. Like on super hot days, he would just sit in his cab, totally naked, just naked? sunning himself. Yeah. Oh, it's That's, a hot day, mate. Yeah, probably days before aircon. So... Couldn't he just keep his pants on? Yeah, but then it's hot. Like right now, I'm in shorts. i got pants and shorts on, but I'd happily not. You are working on your own most of the time, apart from a day that you, you blast. Uh, apart from that, uh, he used to test the ropes on, on the side, in front of the edge, by jumping on them. <laughs> Bago? Yeah. Is Bago so, still alive? I don't know. Borderline. borderline. It can't be borderline. But You're so, either alive or dead. He was... <laughs> pretty sure he was retired when I worked at that site, so... But yeah, he used to just jump on them and, you know, if it worked, it worked. If it didn't... <laughs> Your best one yet. <laughs> the sound of a man plummeting, a bago specifically, a naked bago plummeting to his death in a quarry through some ropes which he jumped on was Minor Joe. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> it's probably right. <laughs> it probably is what. Ridiculous. Yeah. Moving on now to a rather unique category, we're pleased to present the Marley Award for Most Horrifying Chat. This award celebrates a moment that made me and Joe just a little bit green around the gills. And so it is that the Marley Award goes to... Amber. Our foot health specialist on our episode All About Feet. Who knew that an entire segment on... Ingrate toenails, bunions and verrucas would turn out to be... Well, pretty disgusting. You have been warned. And those are some of the worst toenails I've ever seen. Tell me what you're seeing there in this piece of paper. They, they are some of the most fantastic. Which one would you say was most like your ingrained toenail that you had, Joe? Uh, a combination. Tell us what you're seeing, because for the listeners. So I'm seeing some really oh my God. red, inflamed toes, big toes. 
loads of pus, loads of skin on top of the nail, like around it. Trying to protect the nail. Protect it. Yeah. Um, pus. Oh, that one's massive. That is massive. That one's hairy. Oh, really too hairy. I know it's good to have circulation yeah. there, but they need to really trim those, that big toe. That's <laughs> I love your hand ginormous. gestures yeah, when huge. you're saying about that. Um, <laughs> I would say that these these two best the describe the my ingrained yeah. yeah, that, that I've had. Normally, you get to that stage and you're like, actually, I have to have something done about this. Then you get the top ones where people what is... think they're, they're, I'll ignore it, it will go away. It so, does not go away unless you deal with it. It looks, Joe, if you look at these two pictures there, it looks like someone has had their toe hit by a hammer or the other one looks like they've had their toe burnt. That is pretty mangled toe, isn't I'll it? I'll be honest, I think they're fantastic. They're, I love TikTok for two things, yeah? Good. <laughs> and that is spot popping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dr. Pimple Popper? Yeah, and ingrown toenail treatment. Yeah. I fucking... I'm obsessed with it. My eight-year-old will sit and watch those for hours. Oh, they're just fucking fantastic. <laughs> he loves it. I love it. So when I look at them, I'm not actually thinking about it, but I do know how painful they are. Like, Are they, oh, they one are. of the most common... Yeah, you see them quite often. If they're horrendously bad like these, I would just refer you on and it'd probably be wise to have either the toenail removed or partially removed. So then you can look after it. After it's been, if it's been partially removed, you can look after it and get it back to being a good toenail if they're removed then obviously you won't get it ever again hopefully if they do it properly um i have some patients that have had the toenail removed but they haven't removed it completely and so they get a little like build up of your nail and so they just have it filed down every time they see me when it gets to that stage i'm like no you can go to the hospital and have that dealt with what's the worst nail you've ever seen amber Ingrowing or Ram's otherwise. horn toenails. A what? A what? Ram's horn toenail. Ram's horn toenail. Yeah. Is a ram horn curly Think curly. about curled. what, yeah, very good. And how's that on a nail? Like, is it coming out as in towards me? <gasps> yeah. It is. Mm. That's a thing, is it? Yeah. But that's a, you you're not just describing it, you're as in, that's... Like a ram's horn toenail. So that's what it's called. Yeah. That condition is well, called... Well, no, a... it's called a very long name that I can't pronounce. Right, okay. <laughs> but I can, you can give it a go if you want. Yeah. Oh, there it is. If you want to try and pronounce the... I'm going to oni... describe... Oh, my God! So, well, it is literally like it's curled out of this person's toe, Joe. Have a look at this. Like the horns on a ram, but it looks... It's not just a nail. It looks like it's got the depth and the heft of a full horn. Yeah. Oh, and there's a picture here of little... some. Little, I mean, this looks pretty grim. So I've dealt with quite a few of those, and it's normally a certain age group that just haven't dealt with their feet. Old people. Yeah, yeah. You don't tend to see it in younger people. How does it get that? If, if you see it I mean. in younger people, then they've somebody's not looking after them. Normally in older people, they've been independent for years. I had a lady, she sadly passed away now, but I had a lady and that was hers. The one which is literally like she's got ram's horns. So this lady feet. was 93, she was still riding a horse, she was still driving. Her daughter started living with her and happened to see mum come out of the bathroom with a towel around her and just look down saw mum's feet and then got hold of me and said, can you come round and have a look at my mum's feet? And was so apologetic. She was like, I didn't know mum was in this state. And I was like, don't worry, it's fine. And then I saw the feet and I was like, geez. <laughs> you know, and I was there well over an hour. And it this was on all ten toes. You got rid of those? Yeah. You just lop her toes off? No. Right. Take off the nails, like cut down the nails, 
file them right back so you make them really thin. Most of the time, there's a fungus infection in there and so they'll become brittle like tree trunk. So they'll be like that and they'll fall apart and you'll end up with maybe nothing. Would she, would she be walking... How's she walking in shoes in them then? So she was just getting bigger and bigger shoes to fit the toenails because oh. afterwards her daughter got hold of me and was saying how such a marvellous job I did. And I was like, oh, thanks ever so much. She goes, but mum hates you. And I went, oh. I was like, what did I do? You know, I was really worried. And she was like, oh no, she has to buy new shoes because all her shoes are too big to fit her feet now because she'd been buying shoes to fit the toenails. And I think so she they needs were all to see the bigger big. picture here. Yeah, this is, this is not about the shoe. She was in a size 10 shoe and I would have said she was about five. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. On the Joe Marler Show, we've heard from countless guests about the strange possessions they've come into contact with at work. So, tonight, we're thrilled to present the award for Most Surprising Item Found on the Job. <laughs> and this is perhaps obvious, but the Marley goes to Natalie the Cleaner and the legend of the Vickers Knickers. Certainly a discovery that raised more questions than answers, as well as a very rude word. That's finger blasting in case you've forgotten. Natalie, you've been a cleaner for eight years now. Yeah. You must have been in, what, over a thousand houses? A lot of houses, yeah. Okay, so that sounds better, actually. You must <laughs> have been in a lot of properties. Yes, I have. I've got a quote here on your application to the show that says, you once found some knickers in a church. Yes. <laughs> now, is that the weirdest thing you've found? First of all, tell us about the knickers in a church well, and then tell us about the weird things that you found in all these properties. Yeah, we, we clean a um, church every week and um, we just go through the motions, doing the same old stuff. And <laughs> the lady I work with was like, Nelly, Nelly! I was like, what? What's going on? She was like, I found some knickers. What? I said, yeah, but were they folded up like they're falling out of someone's bag mm -hmm. as an extra pair of drawers? Or did they look like they'd fallen off someone's ankles sort of thing? <laughs> and she said, well, they weren't folded up. And then my next question was, are they like some slutty pair from Ann Summers or are they like M&S? Because <laughs> it makes a difference, doesn't it? If you're meeting in a pew for that sort of situation... Who the fuck is meeting in a pew? Well, because they open every day. I Quite didn't realise. Places, aren't they, Joe? They open every day, nine till like four. Churches? Yeah. All right, carry on. Someone comes and opens them up. Probably the Lord. The Lord, yeah. obviously. And she was like, well, they don't look like they were folded up. And I said, ooh. And she was like, I think someone's got a finger blasting back here. <laughs> <laughs> She said, if not more. And she said, maybe. If not more! <laughs> in the pew of the church. She's had more than a finger blasts un under the Lord's eyes. It was among the Bibles. Was it? Yeah. What sort of knickers were they? They were just plain black. Slightly not particularly not, not, slutty, no. but slightly like, they weren't bloomers or anything. No. So 
they could have well like been shaken off and then someone had maybe like interrupted them and they'd run out and they'd left their knickers on the floor. Panicked, just left yeah. the knickers. Because you do get people coming and going in these places because it's like this particular church, there's a food bank in there as well. So leave the food out and just come and collect it. So, I mean, they may have not realised that was happening and just thought, this is our usual meeting place. It's been disrupted. There is another possibility here as well, Joan. We're assuming here, Natalie, the knickers belong to a visitor um, Mm. and a female visitor. Think about who spends the most time in the church. Old people. The vicar. Oh my God! Who knows? Because of the cassocks, robes. Could have been the vicar's knickers. The vicar's knickers. That is really good. I'm a poet, and I didn't know it. Now you've ruined it. (laughs) Now you've ruined it, Natalie. You were incredible, (laughs) and within one sentence, you fucked it all up. Sorry. The vicar's knickers. (laughs) The story of the like Julia Donaldson. I think it would be. Yeah. Here's the vicar. Here's his knickers. Superworm is super strong. That's exactly what. Superworm is super long. He finds his way into anyone's knickers, <laughs> especially those that belong to the, the vicars. We are, we are going to make millions. The three of us, we can scrap the cleaning. We can definitely scrap the podcasting. So we've got the vicars' knickers, allegedly. Vicar's knickers. Yeah, we didn't put them in lost property. We we did put them in the bin. Okay, did you tell the vicar though? Not the vicar, but there's a lady who we clean for who pays for the church to be cleaned. Okay. We clean her house and I, I did say to her, we found a pair of knickers today. What was her reaction? She said, ah! mm. and then I went, who knows what they were doing there. I like how you've left that open-ended, Natalie, because if they were the woman's joke, she almost feels duty-bound to... Step in. But I didn't really want to say too much because she is quite religious, so I didn't tell her about the finger blasting or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Now, admittedly, something of a niche category next. The Marleys are proud to present the award for Development in Medical Science. The Joe Marley Show has always been pleased to stand on the cutting edge of pioneering scientific research, and tonight we're pleased to celebrate the men and women changing our future for the better. Without further ado, the Marley goes to... Dr. Jonathan, our expert in our About Germs episode. Now, if you remember, Dr. Jonathan shared a story about Belgian scientists and their, let's say, unconventional research with germs. Take a listen. A piece of research that, you know, really got me excited and kind of was one of the inspirations for writing the book was by some Belgian scientists. And basically what they did was they got the the feces, the poo, of 2,000 Belgians, and they... It sounds like the start yeah, of the ra- joke, r- Rather than me, and kind of tried to see what bacteria was in their, in their poo. They realized some really mad stuff. So about 90% of the strains of bacteria in the poo were capable of producing what we call neurotransmitters, so things like dopamine or serotonin, um, these chemical messengers that really influence our, our moods. And so there's this question, why, why do they do this? Why have they evolved over millions of years to kind of produce these these chemicals that influence our, our minds. And it seems to be the case, possibly, that, you know, kind of dopamine, serotonin, they make us more sociable, they make us happier, they make us go out and meet people and maybe kind of exchange our, our germs. So it seems like they've evolved to create these chemical messengers in order to create opportunities for them to jump from one body to another. And something else that was really interesting in that study was people that were clinically depressed in that sample were lacking in two particular types of, of bacteria. And so, again, the kind of consequences of this for medicine are really, are really kind of 
really mind-blowing. It might be the case that in, in you know, a few years' time, it's, it's, it makes more sense to treat depression with what we call fecal, fecal transplants. So the shit transplants, of a Belgian. Yeah, than a shit of a healthy Belgian, I guess we should say, rather than Prozac or therapy. It's like really, really mad stuff. No fucking way <laughs> am I letting you get away with that whole shebang you just came out with. Let me get this right. You took a load of shit from Belgians... Not me, not me. No, not you, these people. <laughs> Took a load of shit from Belgians, examined it, found that it was full of loads of dopamine and shit. They looked at the DNA. And now you're suggesting to treat clinical depression, I need to eat a Belgian shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you've come on and told us? Um, I need to eat a healthy Belgian's turd. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't eat it because your, um, your digestive system would destroy the bacteria. It would be probably, I think the way they do it, again, they kind of get a frozen pellet and they, they put it in the, in the other way, I think. You... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an expert in fecal, plant, fecal transplants, but I think, that's, uh, I think that's what they do. It's a frozen poo sluice, Joe. We talked about poo sluices with our cosmetic... Surgeon, a frozen Belgian shit suppository. And, and also I have the... put so much up my ass, <laughs> but never, never ever have I considered putting a frozen pellet of Belgian shit up my ass. <laughs> until make now. feel happy. Until now. Until now. I need to know, is that like a legit option? Because I, I suffer. I've, I've suffered with depression. I, I regularly am on meds and I'm regularly looking for ways to help this but if well, I go back to my wife <laughs> days and not even tell her she just catches me one day <laughs> just in the bath chuck it in the bath just in going the, to the go in the freezer in the just kitchen going to the freezer move it lifting the ice cubes and taking out some brown ice cubes right okay this is, that is really fascinating and now it is time to present the backup award with the Joe Myler show undergoing quite a number of changes at the moment this award recognises the art of having a plan B. I mean, let's hope it goes well and we'll still have a job by next Christmas. In the meantime, the Marley Award goes to... Jack the Recruiter. You might remember on our episode about recruitment, Jack lent a helping hand in building Joe's CV. Let's hear what made the cut. JC, can we build Joe a CV, please? A bulletproof, perfect CV that will enable him to get the job of his dreams? Absolutely. Let's right. do it. Number of pages? No more than, I say, two's ideal, really. So uh, on the on a CV, do I put my name? It's a good start. Joe Marler. Do you need to put CV on a CV? Bit wanky to put curriculum vitae, isn't it? Yeah, not for me. What's curriculum vitae mean? CV. No, no, but what does curriculum vitae mean? That's a very good question. Something about your life, vitae's life, story of your life. Could be. I actually don't know. Story of your life sounds better. This what, is... like with Michael Parkinson? This is the story of my life. He Go comes on. in with a red book. <gasps> what if I did a red page? So either it's really professional or I work in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't people put photos on CVs? Oh, some people do. Do they? Yeah. Like I'm a Facebook a page? Yeah, exactly. Do I'm they not, really? I'm, I'm not a fan. I think that would be a good thing, because then you know who I am. You know, like, you're, I hand you my CV, I send you my CV. Mm. But we, we spoke earlier about first impressions. Yeah. Surely having a picture might actually influence you. Ah, but here's the other side of it. It's particularly, at the moment, you want to have absolutely no bias in your recruitment process. Right. And if you have a picture, 
on your CV, even if it's subconscious, you've probably already assumed something about that person, which might not necessarily be fair. So at the at the heading, mm. so on the header, I'm going to put course of one's life, and under that, I'm going to put Joe Marler because curriculum vitae means course of one's life mm. in Latin, mm. and so I'm putting Joe Marler. And then do I put my address? Yeah, address, phone number, email address. Okay. Should he have like the Joe Mar- Marler in the biggest font? Yes. Nice big font. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Bolded. Yeah, I'd say so. You, you want that to be bang? Don't miss it. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So hang on. <laughs> Should I not? No, no, don't read your full address. <laughs> okay. Fine. Okay. House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't really bother putting them around because you know your address. You could fill that bit in afterwards. <laughs> hang on. Joe <laughs> Marler, just... house name Lane Shagville. Yep. S E. Six. Yeah. Nice. Three double D. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, 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 sorry. D three three Z N U T five. Okay, so that's that's that one. Oh hang on. Is that age? Thirty two. Oh. No. Don't oh. put your age. You don't put your age. No. Why? Like, well again, you count you against know. you. Yeah, well it might do. Depends on the person who's looking at it. Oh yeah, so they they don't want to prejudge you by either looks, sexual. Um, I guess I'm yeah. not putting my sexual orientation. No, don't want to put that. Am I putting my ethnicity? You you sh- even though none of that should matter, it subconsciously does. So no age. They put age. Okay, age. I'm putting what unknown. <laughs> not unknown. Age unknown. Just, it wouldn't have age in there in the first place. Just put you guess. Yeah, you want to know? Ring me. <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. They're on the hook. Ring me if you want to know. Do you know what? I'd be curious, I think, based based on this CV so far, I'd have questions. Yeah. Again, we're not putting whether I'm married or not. No. Achievements. Nice. Ooh, achievements is not a bad one to have next. I'd personally do a little summary or a profile, like a little personal statement. Okay, personal statement. Yeah. Like from the police. <laughs> so, okay. Have you got a personal statement I, from the police? Is I, apprehended Joe Marla, O three thirty would like a job doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Up for a laugh. It's less a job interview now. More. Are you reading out of a thesaurus? Fun, bubbly. This has gone a bit lonely hearts. Bubbly. G S O H. And hard working. Nice. Determined. I think that's more professional oh, sounding. Hard working. Is it because I said hard working? If you'd said hard working, would you have gone with it? Hard working just seems... Okay. Determined. Slash. Professional. Diligence. Hard working. Diligence. Good. Mm. One of my favourite films, that. (laughs) Although slightly weird to put a film title on there. Just put your favourite films down. Okay. And Ruffle. Rolling on the floor laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Or... Could he use emojis? I wouldn't. No, no, so no emojis. I'll cancel them ones it's professional, out. Professional, professional CV. Okay, achievements next? Yeah, I like achievements. Do we go formal achievements or are they things from Joe's business life or his personal life? I mean, it's generally speaking, probably should be from your business life. The only reason I ask is on the train down yesterday, Joe revealed his deadlift PB and it's fucking awesome. Oh, let's have that on there. 300 kg? Yep. Oh, I know. That's wow. massive, isn't it? That's insane. What about the Ooze Valley shot put champion under 14? Well, yeah. Rotational, technical slide. Slide. Oh. oh. There's oh, a shuffle. Nice. Yeah. I couldn't really get this. It was more dangerous. I don't think we're allowed to do the rotational. It's, it's a higher danger risk. 
Yeah, because we were quite young. Okay, so that's my achievements. GCSEs, I got five A to Cs. I got five A star to Cs. Yeah, yeah. I'd have it on there, probably, yeah. Even though you said it's not fine. Do I need to put where well, the facilities I attended over my time in terms of education or not really bothered? I mean, you can do. It's no probably worth doing. But, okay, you know. yeah, we've done that. And yeah, then cool. do I do I put my previous work experience? Yeah. Mm. Okay, so... That's the meat and two veg as well. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. How do I dress up super event waiter <laughs> into something that's high level hospitality experience yeah. perfect hospitality professional high level oh. hospitality professional you snick loads of shit from the fridge at the end <laughs> of it don't put that down okay then how do I make turfer sound better public facing agriculture specialist you could do head of grass as well yeah head of grass yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't want it that's too like grass drug. manager yeah, that's because you could have multiple grass managers. So I'm a, I've done a grass, I'm a grass specialist, agricultural public facing grass specialist. Oh, very nice. Um, yeah. I then did rugby. Just uh, put rugby. Professional sportsman. <sighs> Stole a living. And then... What about putting down your ice lolly, your Valencia? <gasps> oh, would that not go under achievements though? Mm. Oh yeah, so Ooze Valley shot put champion under 14, 300 kg deadlift. What's your, what's your PB? Well, I've done 12 in one night. That's quite impressive. 12 Valencia ice lollies. What sort of time frame, though? Oh, nice. It was in 20 minutes. Fucking hell. In bed as well. So I was lying down. And I didn't brush my teeth after either. (laughs) So that night, I was so tired. I was like, I'm just going to sleep. You you were too tired to brush your teeth, but not too tired to eat 12 Valencia ice lollies. Did you have them all stacked up on the bedside table? Yes, because what I like doing, Chunderman, is (laughs) having them stacked and then I start off with them being fresh out of the freezer so they're harder to eat. And they degrade as they They go down. They degrade, slightly melting, and then by the time I get to 8 to 12, it's like a... no, not not that. It's it's more like a bit of fatty, tenderized beef falling off the bone that just falls off oh. and melts in your mouth, and it's just wonderful. Pulled Valencia. Anyway, so the Valencia ice lollies that's in my favour. Professional sportsman stole a living. Part-time podcaster. Nice. Mm. Podcaster. Freelance podcaster. Oh, yeah. Freelance. That's yeah, so yeah. much better, isn't it? Freelance. Part time oh. makes it sound like someone else has decided you can't go full time. Freelance is you. Too, and you're too lazy yeah. to do like a full working yeah. day. Okay, so freelance, mm. podcaster. Could Can you we make pod- podcasters sound consultant? better? Oh, but if you're a podcast consultant, just that a fair reflection of. You're not getting your hands yeah. dirty, are you? Whereas no. Joe, you. Don't get your hands dirty because Ryan does all the heavy lifting on this show. Oh, yeah, show me your hands. (laughs) Okay. Clean as a fucking whistle. (laughs) Now for an award that we might be slightly more hesitant in celebrating. Introducing the Marley Award for Most Blatant Misuse of Public Money. And it's not a great surprise, the Marley goes to... The UK Government. And for this award, we're taking it back to our rather wonderful episode with... Member of Parliament Jess Phillips, who took us behind the hallowed halls of Westminster and revealed secret government pubs and hairdressers. A controversial pick, for sure. But why don't you make up your own mind? Joe, I've got two more um, questions about the House of Parliament, if that's all right. The first one, Jess, can you tell us about the bars? Because every time I hear about the bars, in my head, I'm not sure how to picture the bars in the House of Parliament. I think I've got an idea of like a rustic country boozer, but the prices are fixed in sort of like 1997. (laughs) 
1977. Oh. Um, so the, the bars, the main bar that people go to is a place called the Strangers Bar, which is like the smallest pub in the world that you've ever been in, right? Literally the smallest, like it's tiny. It's basically, you know, like in a pub, they have like the smoke, in the olden days, you'd have like the saloon and the like smoking room. It's like the smoking yeah. bar, like it's little, the little bar at the front. It's little and it has just one end of it is a bar that no more than two staff members could fit behind at any one time. So it's usually just one. And that is like, there's hundreds of people in there, but it goes out onto, it. it's basically just like, the vestibule area to the the terrace area over the Thames. So it goes out into this huge terrace area, so everybody just spills outside, really. So that's the main bar. And it does look... It's, like, got wood panelling. It's got a telly, which either has on what's on in the House of Commons or the football. Those are the two options. I, hang on. I, I, I can't get my head around this. There's, there's more than one bar in the Houses of Parliament. There's about eight... There's, there's in the House of Parliament. There's probably about twenty. What the, what the fuck for? Because it's, uh, it's like a cruise ship. Is it hairdressers? <laughs> what? Is it hairdressers? Casino. What do you mean? And why have you said it as if like? Of course, there's a hairdressers in there. Because it's like a, a cruise ship. Like you can't get off. So you have to, like, there has to be, like, available things for your life there. Like, I'm not at work. Is there a piano bar? Yeah, almost certainly, but not, like, one that you would think was... <laughs> there's definitely loads of pianos. They're probably, like, owned by the Queen or the King now. <laughs> the King has a bedroom in there. What? As well, like, you can go and visit their bedroom. It's their palace. It belongs what to the, the King. Fuck? No, hang on a minute. What is this fucking place? This doesn't make sense. It's in the... It's, it's a palace. It's in the centre of fucking London. There it's, is thousands and thousands of bars and pubs <laughs> and hairdressers and barbers in London. Why the fuck do you need more in a building where you're meant to be talking about politics? Right, for a start off, there's hairdressers that you're talking about. Like, And actually, there isn't one that close. I've tried to get me nails <laughs> in, and I've tried to have it instigated that we'll have a nail salon in Parliament and nobody's listening to my call. I'll, I will win this battle. Because I have to... Like, a vote could come at any time until, like, midnight... Like, my working hours are not nine to five. It's not like I can nip out to go and have my hair cut. I might be in the Commons for 15 hours in a day and I can't leave because of the vote. I have to be there so so within eight minutes I can vote and it goes on till midnight. With the big rebrand just a week away, this next award celebrates the decisions and the work that goes on behind the scenes here at The Joe Marler Show. Yes, it is time for Marketeer of the Year. Then I'm very pleased to say that Molly goes to Joe's mother-in-law. Now, we are glad that we settled on things people do for the new name of our podcast, but who could forget Joe's mother-in-law's efforts? If it all falls apart... We would love to add her to the team. Congratulations, Joe's mother-in-law. People, people, people lovers, people. In fact, let me text my mother-in-law. Yeah. She's a fucking 
big fan of the show. She loves the show. She thinks she's part of the show, which she technically is actually, because all our avid listeners are part of the show and okay. the community that we've built up. Um, so you're going to ask her for ideas, right? Let's uh, let's ask her. Let's see if she's she's doing fuck all. Usually. So this is for an, a new name. This feels quite revolutionary. Three years in, Johnny, you're saying we should get rid of the current name of the show. What about all the people who know it's the Joe Marler show? They're going to keep listening. So Johnny, if we have to get a new name, so then everything changes. So we have to change. We do have to change the artwork, Joe. What about the colours? Do you like the colours? I've the purple? been banging on about this for ages, mate. You needing to be—it's our show. It's not about me. I want, it's about me and you and the person we're talking to. So why the fuck is it called the Joe Marler Show? Me and you. Three words. Me and you. That's a children's program. Me and you and the people we're talking to. It's got a rhythm. It's got a cadence. Oh yeah. Me and you. And the people we talk to, me and you, they who... I'll do the jingle. No. Uh, hang on, here she comes. What's she got? Hey, hope you're home safe. Different message. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's excited. Oh, fucking hell. Here we go. The people's space. The people's space. People's space. Oh, she's going crazy here. Debatable, relatable. My nine to five. Hang on, wait, wait, Johnny, can you give us marks at a seven for these, please? <laughs> No, fuck, she's, she's got loads. My nine to five. Four. Four? 24-7. Two. Who am I? Four. Okay. I'd give you, that five. You're going right, to have to stop, Johnny, because this is fucking mental. She's censored. This is me. On the job. On the job? The careers office. Job centre. <laughs> the job centre. Is that uh, a different... Well, it's better than job centre because <laughs> yeah. it's three. three. This is me. Oh, you've already she's said that, that one. one. <laughs> oh, she's put, I like it a lot, with a star emoji. Okay. Livelihood, as in livelihood. What, <laughs> how she spelt it? Is it two words? Livelihood. Livelihood. Three words. So, Lee is a, is a separate word, <laughs> and then gone, as in livelihood. <laughs> as in, what else would it be? Workbench. Workbench? Workroom. The workroom. Mm. Talk to me. She's... She's a machine, this woman. Hobnobbing. The job mob. <laughs> the job mob. Hang on, this is a favourite. Stuff. <laughs> What's <laughs> She's just written the stuff. She's, she's written stuff. That's not a placeholder while she comes up with something else. <laughs> she's, li she's literally suggesting stuff. Bob a job. She's going off the board. Every kind of people. What makes the world already. go round? Just get the job done. <laughs> get the job done. Jobs to do, work <laughs> ethic, fucking hell. We, you need to employ my mother-in-law. Grafters, what do you do then? <laughs> lovely, <laughs> lovely jobly. <laughs> Seven. Seven, lovely jobly. Are you saying this it, Joe Marler show is going to rebrand as lovely jobly? It pays my bills. Love this one. She's talking to herself now. She's, She's put, <laughs> love this. Lovely jobly. <laughs> She's put. Love this. Dot dot dot. Lovely jobly. A pun on the word. Lovely. <laughs> She's put. A pun on. Lovely jubbly. Oh fuck me square. Some good ones in there, I think. Now it's time to celebrate the Marley Award for the most loveliest celebrity encounter, and we have had quite a few name drops on our show over the last few years. But this year's award goes to... Michael Caine. 
Yes, we're throwing it back to our episode with Mustachioed Dom, the Mustachioed Butcher, because it's not every day you get to meet a legend while slicing meat. You want some mint sauce with that? Apparently one of your customers was Michael Caine. I did have Michael Caine in once, yeah. What did he ask for? He wanted a leg of lamb. I only told you, take the bloody bollock off. (laughs) This is the thing, I got him with a bit of that. He wanted mint sauce to go with his lamb leg, and then we sell condiments as well. Can we, sorry, can we role play this, Joe? You're Michael Caine, you want mint sauce, okay? What sort of Michael Caine am I? Uh, Is that my old or young? You're Batman era. It's quite old. Okay, hang on. Hello, I'd like to buy some meat. (laughs) How can I help you, sir? What are you looking for? Well, like I just said, mate, I want to buy some meat. (laughs) made it very threatening, hasn't it? Yeah, it's quite sinister. Yeah. Uh, how about a leg of lamb? Oh, I like a little, little bit of lamb. Yeah. I like a little, little leg of lamb as well. Yeah, let's have one of them for you, sir. How about a bit of mint sauce? Why, why do I want mint sauce with my leg of lamb? Because it goes well, doesn't it? Well, that's subjective, isn't it, son? <laughs> what about this mustard? It'll blow your bloody doors off. <laughs> Is that what you actually said? That's you what didn't I, that's fucking what I said to say him. that to him. I had my brother in my ear standing behind me. Oh, right. He was like, that's Michael Caine. I was going to say, your brother's really tiny if you can fit yeah, him in your ear. Yeah, no, he was, he's actually big. He's very big. Yeah. And he was behind me and he said, that's Michael Caine. Say something about blowing the doors off. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do that and then. And then, to my astonishment, he picks up the spiciest mustard. Caine does. Michael Caine picks up Spitfire chilli <sighs> mustard, which is chilli and mustard from Tracklements. Fuck. He picks it up and I landed in my lap. So I, nothing actually landed in my lap, but figuratively it landed mm. in my lap. So I said... Be careful with that, it'll blow your bloody doors off. <laughs> and he said, Oh, oh, that young man knows who I am. Oh. In, in a happy way or a slightly? Yeah, I was in a happy way. Because uh, it was me... subtle. Celebrities don't want you, like, can I have a photo? Mm. They don't want that, but they just want a little a reference, a little nudge, a little wink. And then they're like, Oh, and then he can go about his day. Dude, just do it again. Oh, hang on, I've picked it up. Oh, what's this then? Oh, that's Spitfire mustard. Be careful with that, it'll blow your bloody doors off. <laughs> You think you're funny, do you, son? <laughs> yeah, but I'm in the position of power. I could say, right, fuck you. You're not having your leg fuck allowed. You, you would say fuck you to Michael Caine. <laughs> no, just... Sir Michael Caine. What I'm trying to illustrate is that I'm in the position of power and that he wants something that I have. So he wants your meat. Be, he's not going to be rude to me. And people mostly aren't. Mate, are you taking a piss out of me? Mm, what would I say? I'd just say no. <laughs> Eye contact is very important when people, when customers are being difficult. So you're going to stare Kane out in the face and you said, no, Kane, your response, please. Okay, a little funny man, are you? Yeah. I quite like that about you. And then we've like, we've bonded. All right then, I'll take two legs. See, upsell without upselling. Unbelievable, this has panned out very well done. Yeah. I'll also have a bit of mint sauce because I heard it's a really good partner with a bit of lamb. Actually, lamb. I'll, fr- I'll throw that in. Lamb. <laughs> and then I'll just, fr- I'll say, I'll throw that in for you, that's from me. And finally, on a thrilling evening of awards, we present the Marley Award for the most admirable world record attempt. And there really can be only one winner here. Yes, the final Marley Award of the evening goes to Joe Marley himself. Oh, sure, it's biased, but you might remember our episode with Leah, the UK's number one competitive eater. Joe gave Leah a run for her money, attempting to set an official Guinness World Record for the fastest time to eat an entire Terry's chocolate orange. It's safe to say this attempt was more sweet than impressive. But here's to you, Jojo. 
The first world record that I broke was the fastest time to eat a Terry's chocolate orange. Time taken, please, Leah, to eat a Terry's chocolate orange. The first time that I attempted it, I broke a 72 second by a 65 second, and then I beat the 65 with 57. So 57 seconds. So you can eat a whole Terry's chocolate orange? It starts in the box. The timer starts with it in the box. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have to unpackage it. You have to unpackage it. So you do have the box, and if you think about Terry's chocolate oranges, so it's like a box, open, take it out, plastic, get rid of the plastic, you have a sticker, undo the sticker, then you have the foil, smash, and then eat. I'm being told in my ears that we have a Terry's chocolate orange here, (laughs) and apparently... You and Ryan want me to attempt this. Leah, your tips, please, for Joe, as Ryan brings in the Terry's chocolate orange. Ryan, can we have this Terry's chocolate orange, This is fantastic. This isn't fantastic, Leah, because... No, it's unboxed. It's boxed. boxed. It's got to be boxed. It's boxed. Right, I'm going to get a timer going on my phone. No, 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 no. no, 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 Leah's going to talk you through the tactics. Okay, so do you have some water there? Because you're allowed to drink water with this on. I have water. I have my Terry's chocolate orange. Okay, so my tips would be, when you do get to the chocolate to segment them into like maybe four parts, however many you can. Get it into your mouth. Don't chew it too much, but you do need to chew it. (laughs) so looking forward to this. Because chocolate just becomes very sticky. So you don't want to warm it up too much. Yeah, but that's my favourite part of eating chocolate. (laughs) Yeah, but for a world record, focus, it's not about enjoyment. It's about winning. Enjoy the win. So what's your record? 65 seconds? 57 seconds. 57 seconds? Three seconds less than a minute. Correct. Leah, what would be a good time for a first attempt here from Joe? Somewhere around two and a half minutes. Right. If we're ready, Joe, just put your hands to either I side of the I just need, for the record, this is heartbreaking to me because today I start my diet. <laughs> today I'm on a I'm on my plan to move forward. I've brought my own meals in. I haven't eaten this morning. I've got to get down from my current weight to a different way. (laughs) (laughs) And my very first day to start doing that, you've got me in the fucking studio with the UK's number one female competitive eater to try and beat her world record. You're wrong for this, aren't you? 800 calories. 800 calories. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't help. I'm sorry, everyone. Okay, Okay, Joe, put your hands either side of the chocolate orange so you're not touching it. I am am worried. This could be like, you know when you ask someone to dance with no music? (laughs) When have you done that? Like at a bus stop? (laughs) <laughs> no, like as like a punishment. You go, oi, dance with no music. What sort of punishment is this? But that's weird, isn't it? So I'm worried that this time it's just going to be really silent in here whilst I'm just chewing. Do you want me to dance while you're doing it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, do you want moral support? Well, I just a bit of commentary, maybe. Is that okay? Leah, can you do the commentary? I can. I can. I will do, do the, the stopwatch. Um, Joe, are you ready? Leah, yes. Okay, Leah, we're going to be talking through this official okay. attempt. Leah, can you count it down, please? I feel sick. Wait till you've got 800 calories in a minute. Focus. Right, Leah, count him you down. Five, five, four, okay. three, two, one, and I'll press go. Five. No. Okay, I'll just yeah. get my breathing. Okay, that's it. You're breathing? <laughs> no, breathing, no. This is, this is very true. This is very important. Breathing is important. So, deep breaths in. <coughs> Too much? Don't forget to breathe out. Oh, God. This is a terrible start. I haven't started yet, Leah. Back me. Okay, three deep breaths. Calm the nervous system. Just remember, just get the packaging off as quickly as possible. You're going to be splitting up the orange into like four or five sections. Quick cheering. Swat. You got this. It's absolutely easy breezy. Lemony peasy. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. 
Come on, Joe. Box is open. Let us got the box open, open very quickly. Oh my god. Struggling with Everything's the orange foil. Oh my god. Getting the sticker off. Uh, and we are into the chocolate, off. right? No. Ten seconds. Okay. <clears throat> go on. Go, Joe. You're gonna need to chew fast. Faster than that. Sip water if you need to. Where's his water gone? Use Here the go. water. At my water. Yeah. <laughs> Quick. This is 21 seconds. Joe, you're really gonna have to go faster than this. That's gone in nicely. Does he have to have a clean mouth at the end? Yeah, so you do have to clear your mouth and open it at the oh, end. Oh. Is it tasty? Don't think about the It's taste. the most delicious thing oh, in the world, which is 32. a hindrance. I'd say he's done half, Leah. Just make sure that you are swallowing as you go along. Don't just shove your... <laughs> it's not going to help him, Leah. Shove that. all the food into your mouth. Joe, you're approaching 44 seconds. <laughs> Put it in. Come on, you've got a third left. You're tying up a bit. Have some water. Doing really well. You're chewing too much, Joe. I can't swallow. We're approaching Leah's yeah, time. Right, you've got so... a third of it left and your mouthful. Bang, that's Leah's world record. <laughs> He's starting to gag it. Come on, Joe. Normally people's attempts at the bowel. I'm really sorry about that. I've got quite a sensitive gag reflex. <laughs> Can't relate. One minute ten, Joe. <laughs> Come on, get it down, you. Yeah. Fucking about. That's good. You've got maybe six segments left. You're fatiguing, aren't you? Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I'm sweating so hard. Can I get the aircon on, both? One minute twenty-five, Joe. Come on. This is making me look fantastic, isn't it? What have you got? There? Five segments yeah, left, and the really little well, central Joe. bar that holds them all together also remains. I've got quite sensitive teeth as well. <laughs> 137. I've got a Stop talking, just eat the chocolate orange. You can fucking pucker. Get the whole thing in, go on. That's six segments and the central. Oh, it's done, it's gone in. It's gone in, but it needs to be gone. And the bits in the, yeah, no bits in that. He's licking the wrapper. Yeah, good effort. Like a feral. Love to see Right, it. come on. Swallow, 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 then show Cl us your clean Clear the mouth. mouth. You've just got two minutes here, Joe. Come on, yeah. it's a good time. That's two minutes. Come on, Joe. Oh. <laughs> Joe, use the water. Use the water. Water, she said water. That's it. Sip the water. Get it down. Two and a half minutes. I'm not sure what to do with eye contact. <laughs> Just get the water down. Look at everybody at Come all on. times. Come on, 2.16. That's it. Masticate furiously. You're almost there. It's fucking ugly. <laughs> this is a lot harder than people think. Two and a half. Come on, you're nearly there. Come on, Joe. Come on. Home straight. Come on, Joe. Show us your tongue, I'm ready to go. I'm going to be down in three minutes. Hey, you can beat three minutes, you've got 20 seconds to just get that last mouthful down you. Come on, you're nearly there. 2.48, finish my water, swallow, come on. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. Ah! Oh. Clean tongue, Leah, happy? Clean tongue, happy. Joe Marler, your time at the end of an entire Terry's Chocolate Orange from box to empty wrapper is two minutes. <laughs> 58.85 seconds. Joe, you've smashed the three-minute barrier. How are you feeling? I feel disgusting. <laughs> How feel... delicious are they? Well, they were, until you told me to fucking start speeding up. I was really enjoying that. And then I feel sick. I don't know. I feel violated. <laughs> and I violated myself in front of you. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, and all people in between, wraps up the first ever annual Marley Awards. Thank you for joining us on this extraordinary journey through our past 12 months. And here is to another year of memorable moments and stories. We'll see you next time. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.